And yeah, Maxime, I was talking to you earlier. Now, after I did my license, so where I, I did my license, there was a, it was an asphalt runway, 400 meters. And yesterday, was it yesterday? Uh, no, two days ago, I did my first landing since I did my license on a uh, not grass strip. So three years <laughs> later, you well, made your first landing on a... <laughs> <laughs> on an asphalt I runway. I, I, I was I was approaching the airfield. It was Casas de los Pinos, it's called. Manir mm, it's in the south. South of Spain and and I saw it on the map and then I said, Oh wow, this is a this is a asphalt strip, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> 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 Well, TSC Season 2, Episode 1. Oh yeah, one and a half years later. Um, there's a good reason for that. And for those who don't know, uh, to make it brief, uh, I crashed really hard uh, back in November 2021. So, plane is gone. Uh, I'm feeling much better. Um, and uh, my friend, who was a uh, passenger, um, is also feeling much better. Um, to explain it quickly, we had to dodge a material transportation cable, which was full sea, um, located. Uh, actually, the, the altitude on the uh, navigation, on my navigation system, was uh, eight. Uh, 1200 feet wrong so too low and uh, yeah I had to dodge it at the last minute uh, it didn't work very well although I wasn't very close to the ground um, so we I, I barely made it recovered it but we we touched some slow some snow sorry and crashed really fast really hard and to be honest my uh, my flight helmet saved my life I really would not be there anymore without that helmet and um, uh, actually I passed out uh, on the first crash and after I regained consciousness um, I was able to step out of, of the plane uh, we were in snow because we were quite high like 9600 feet something like that I could take my, my uh, PLB out of my safety vest uh, trigger it and then help my friend out to to, to, uh, to egress um, and then we had to wait like around 45 minutes for, for uh, search and rescue um, and uh, so two helicopters came and uh, transported us to, uh, to different hospitals. So we both had a very serious compression fracture in our lumbar spine. So we had to go through surgery. Um, so, but now one and a half year later, we don't have any screws anymore on our backs and we feel much, much better. So we are really on a very good way to, to, to recover fully 
and I will fly very very soon again and oh yeah um, so at the same time uh, we so my wife and I built our house uh, as well so so it was a busy year 2020 uh, 2022 was really busy um, so I'm really happy to start the podcast again um, season 2 episode 1 is a big tires bro chat with very good friends of mine uh, two friends one from Germany and one from France uh, it's the first time we do that and uh, it was really fun and I'm sure there will be other big tires bro chat um, and I really look forward to, to doing that with, with other friends um, like really um, now I you know in the previous episodes I, I was thinking about starting some patreon uh, and stuff like that but I, I want to to stop that BS and uh, I want to do it for free um, I'm doing that podcast to to because because I just love to to listen to those stories and I just want to meet new friends and uh, and that's the only reason and to be honest like I don't give a damn I don't want to to earn money uh, with that I'm having fun with it and if you have fun as well then I'm I'm happy and and, it, and if it makes me uh, meeting new friends uh, all around the globe and in Europe and uh, then, 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 uh, then I would have achieved my goal. Um, so, as usual, I will have a. Uh, I will recommend a book I just like started to read, which is pretty cool. And to be honest, I will recommend as well a podcast I discovered some month ago uh, from a British chap, um, Steve Davis, and he's making Ten uh, Percent True. I really love his podcast. If you're interested in military aviation, then you should definitely listen to it. And the song of, uh, of that podcast as well. So, uh, yeah, it's a Foo Fighters song. Uh, had to be. So, um, nevertheless, if you want to, to support me, let's say, no, not support me. But yeah, in a way, like like just like wearing uh, the colors of, of, of the podcast. Uh, back in 2021, so shortly before the accident, I, I made some really cool t-shirts. Uh, they are screen printed in Munich. Um, the guys doing that, they are really awesome. And the quality is really awesome. I screen printed, so I used the... Um, the same company back in in 2017 when I when I flew all over the UK with my my good friend Hombi um, up to Scotland and we made some nice T-shirts and I still wear them today and they are perfect and and yeah so if you want some um, I I don't actually I don't earn any money with it it's just I I'm, I would be happy to see those T-shirts going going to to some of you guys so uh, just shoot me an email if you want one. And if you happen to be at the Aero in, uh, in Germany, in Friedrichshafen, um, starting tomorrow, but I will be there on Friday and Saturday, and I will take a few with me, and uh, if you want one, then, then, then just contact me and uh, use Instagram or something like that, and then, then I will tell you. Um, yeah, that's it. 
Now uh, let's cut those admin notes and enjoy our first big tire bro chat. So we're back at uh, the Stall Collective, and uh, uh, I would like to call that chat the uh, big tire bro chat. So nobody can see because I won't release that uh, podcast as a video. I don't do that. But there is a big tire behind me, so you guys can see it. And uh, we have Nico uh, today, and we have Maxence. So Nico from Germany, but he's in Spain, haha. <laughs> and and Maxence, Maxence from the French mountains, but he's not in the mountains right now. <laughs> he's at the beach. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so now you have to say something, guys. Um, you want to start? Uh, oh, let's go. We can do that. Okay. Well, uh, thank you, Maxime. Uh, thank you for for letting me join on your show. Um, yeah, I'm I'm from Munich, Germany. Well, actually, no, I'm a little north of Munich, um, Bavaria. But at the moment, I'm in, in Spain. Yeah, a little complicated, but I think we'll get to that probably later. And you're Nico so, Engman because I didn't. <laughs> yes. Well, Yes, that's it. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. You can say like, <laughs> come on. Okay, Nico, Nico, and uh, and myself, we know each other for eight years. Yeah, uh, no, because yeah, we met. Longer. So, Nico is a colleague uh, of mine. So we work for the same motorbike company, and um, yeah, and that's 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 how we met. And now uh, we, so de we develop motorcycles together. We develop which is pretty yeah. cool, I'd say. So that's pretty cool, <laughs> and uh, it's gonna be interesting for Maxence because Maxence is a very experienced enduro competitor as well. So I'm pretty sure you two guys will come pretty good along together because Nico, you didn't tell, but you're a good enduro rider as well. Cool. So I, tr I try my best. You yeah. try your best. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you turn Maxos now. Okay, thanks Maxime, thanks for your invitation. So, I'm Maxence, come from uh, Alpe d'Huez, and now I'm living in the south of France. Uh, and I know Maxime since, uh, how many years? Three years? Four years? Yeah, four years, maybe something like that. And um, uh, what can I say? Mm, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I fly. I fly most of the time in the in the mountains. Uh, the south is very nice, but uh, it's it's flat, <laughs> and I need a lot of uh, peaks to to find my way. So I come back every time in the in the mountains because I love fly there. So and um, I uh, I do. Um, I have a school uh, to learn how to learn how to fly in the south of France. So it's a aero club. Uh, we flight have, school, uh, yeah. yeah, flight school is 150 people inside and 12 mm. uh, instructors inside. So and now we introduce uh, since we introduced uh, since one year the ultralight. So we learn ultralight too. So that's cool. Mm. It's new because normally uh, normal club plane are not uh, doing uh, the both thing it's normally ultralight or plane they never mix the, the thing 
So now uh, we are not the first one, but uh, it's really new in France to do the both. Cool, cool. And I love motorbike too, so. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so yeah, so yeah. you're you're. I mean, you you didn't say it uh, completely, but uh, um, so Maxence is coming from really from the heart of 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 the uh, of the Alps in France. So l'Alpe d'Huez is a very well known, has a very well known uh, steep runway there, and uh, yeah. not many people used to 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 uh, are allowed to land there. And uh, on both on wheels and on skis, do you do you, uh, in winter you you use skis to land in in mm -hmm. Alpes right? Yeah, I have my skis on the, on the plane. I have still my my skis on yeah, the plane, right but the problem is we have no snow, so yeah. that's not really <laughs> important to have skis. So you're glad to have retractable electric skis, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, you fly to when you have skis. When you you take off, you you put directly the skis on. And when you arrive to your destination and you think, okay, now I arrive, it, it will be snow. <laughs> and now, finally, you have no snow at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if there's snowing the last the, the day before, what's happened the last time, say, that's not possible. Already no snow. And so this winter, I think I was landing with two times with the skis. Wow. So that's really awful. And yeah. no glacier for me this year. Uh, no time for that, and was not. I think was not the best condition every time mm. for me. So, so next next year, and if next year it's same, I will remove the ski forever. <laughs> I <will sell> it, <laughs> ah, but come not on. in uh, Europe. <laughs> no, no, no way. You, no, you should not do that. And um, you have to you have to tell us. So I, I don't think Nico knows what kind of plane you have, Maxence. So I no, have I a French uh, French brand plane. It's a Tetra. Uh, it's uh, a weird uh, bird. Um, and the weird thing it's the they call this this plane Tetra, but the the Tetra is not really uh, good to fly. <laughs> this bird is not really able to fly. So. So that's uh, that's very weird to call the the plane Tetra, but it's very an, a nice plane, and uh, you can do a lot of things with this plane. It's it's really it's fast for uh, for high wheel, I sorry high wings, and uh, and you can do a lot of things. So it's not the best one to 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 the bush for the the bush plane, but. That, that's good, but he can do everything. It's lot. It's like a, a motorbike with a, a one thousand two hundred GS BMW. Ah, come <laughs> on! <laughs> <laughs> but is is this your private plane, or is it from you use it also for the school? Yeah, no, that's my private plane. Yeah. Okay. Uh, only for me, this one. But uh, I have uh, other planes, but more is. More easy plane for, for, for school because that's a tailwheel uh, mm -hmm. plane. So it's a tail dragon, at the yeah. beginning, maybe it's not the best. Uh, it's cool to learn on the tailwheel, of course, but now, and we have a lot of people uh, learning and depend on the level of everyone. So and side, need, uh, side by side. And side by side, yeah, that's true. That's, uh, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, side by side, yeah. That change yeah. with your plan. Yeah, many people are worried about the tailwheel, right? 
I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And in the south, uh, I'm in uh, QRS. Uh, we have a lot of crosswind, so um, so that's yeah. really hard because every day we have, uh, I don't know, tw- 50, 15, 20 knots uh, of cr- crosswind on the afternoon. So you need to have the... Uh, this thing and at the beginning you are that can be hard uh, yeah so True. we prefer uh, normal uh, uh, with the nose we yeah yeah no yeah can be better for for students yeah at the beginning and uh so just just for the the funny part um for german speaking people a tetra in french is a auerhahn in German, so that's those those big those. <laughs> I want to say big I don't chickens. Even know what that is? Our hand, hey, <laughs> our hand. You need to Google it. <laughs> you know, you it's that Google that's it. that's very big. Uh, it looks like a turkey. It's black. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It looks like a turkey and it's black. It's a kind of a European turkey. It's it's very big, black. And uh, they are mostly living in uh, forest areas, like small mountain areas, in the um, in the east of France, and then uh, in the Alps there are some some mm. as well. We have them uh, in Alpe d'Huez. But, I um, have them. Okay. It's, n- it's not beautiful and not able to 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 fly, so oh. it's the perfect name for plane. Hmm. <laughs> 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 uh, um, yeah, all right. Um, now, I have to ask you, Nico. Uh, I have to ask you, so, um, yeah, when did you start? Like, it's, it's, the f- it's, it's the cool story. I have, you, have to, you have to bring it. So. Well, about flying. Yeah, about flying. When did you start? And, um, you know. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, the, the, the full story. The full story is that, I mean, I was, now that I think of it, uh, I was al- always a little bit involved in flying with my, some people in my family flies. My uncle flies or used to fly back in the when I was a little child and we went with the out with the caravan all over the place. He would always have his paraglider with his with the motor on the back, you cool. know, and fly around and then later on he was flying Chesna and my other uncle was flying light or is flying was flying yeah. and so it was always there but it was never really mm, something that I was connected to I'd say I don't know I was thinking more about motorcycles and then one day um, Maxim you came to visit me in the Pyrenees right yeah 2019 was it 2019 yeah yeah you came by and you you landed behind the house, and uh, behind the our house here, on the field, and I thought, okay, this is kind of cool. <laughs> I like this. I think you had a surfboard underneath. Yeah, underneath I had the, the surfboard plane. under the plane. Yeah. <laughs> and then we went for a flight, right? Yeah. And you and I went for a flight, and I showed you where we went to this. Uh, the Chinese wall, what we call it, right? In the lake. So you have to say that that, that that place is in Spain. So in the north of Spain. Yeah, that, that, that was in Spain, right? And then uh, this was, yeah, it was summer 19. Yeah. And then I went to uh, Namibia with with Anna, with my wife. 
for for four or five weeks, Botswana, Namibia, Namibia. And right before the flight to go there, um, I bought this German ultralight, uh, the book, you know, the one yeah. you, you get at school also yeah. there, at the flying school. So, and then when we traveled through Botswana and Namibia, I saw all these farms and there's a lot of flying there because you just fly there, you know, because, yeah. And then I started to get more involved. Well, long story short, when I got back, I I signed up straight when I got back. I signed, I, I think I even signed up when I was in Namibia. I texted already the, the, the school. And yeah, then the motivation was, oh yeah, and one thing I forgot, my, my what do you call it in English? My wife's brother, my, he is my... I don't even know, whatever. Brother-in-law? Brother-in-law, thank you. Uh, so my wife's family, there's kind of like a helicopter flying family. So my wife's father was a helicopter pilot. And then um, my wife's brother uh, is a helicopter pilot. And so he's flying a, or was flying a Robinson R44. So we're, you know, it was always there. We're flying around in the Pyrenees. But for me, that was never that interesting, to be honest, the whole helicopter thing. Um, I guess also just due to the fact that it's just so freaking expensive. Mm. Um, it was not really attractive. When I started exploring also, when I started exploring the Pyrenees more on a motorcycle, I I found that there's some valleys where, where the trail ends, right? And at least legally, you cannot go there with a motorcycle. And then, especially on the French border in the Pyrenees, or close to the French border, and then I thought, okay, well, you can't hike at all, right? You cannot hike all of these mountains. It's just will take way too long. And um, then I thought, okay, well, the, the the best and nicest way to do it is by plane. So that was it. So I got my license. Then COVID came, so that messed everything up. Yeah. And took very long. And then uh 20 uh, fall and 20 uh, 2020 20 yeah. um i found a savage in online because they're hard to find right yeah i mean maxime i remember you and i talking a lot about savage or about which plane to buy and it was just not even a chance to get a new savage because yeah, you have they're to very wait rare. over one year to get a zidane savage right? yeah and and then there was one online, and bam, I bought it right away. <laughs> and I bought it, I got it. I, I, I didn't have my license yet. And um, yeah, then I, I finished my license in February. I bought the plane in November, finished my license in February. And I had to do all these, um, you know, like the English communication uh, uh, diploma and all this stuff. It was all last minute. I flew... I think nine hours in Germany on my plane and then I flew to Spain. So that was That's a little so cool. bit crazy. Yeah, and then ever since I was I'm only flying in Spain in the mountains in the Pyrenees. And I love it. I mean, you know, even though I was not born in the mountains, I love it. <laughs> Castejon de Sos is the the the, I, the the base where I am. It's very nice small field in my opinion one of the most beautiful ones in spain it's three thousand feet 
uh, but it's surrounded by high mountains right at the base of Aneto, the highest mountain in the Pyrenees, you know, which has a glacier, nothing compared to, to Alps glaciers, of course, not even slightly, but, um, and it's, it's nice, you know, it's the, the, the Pyrenees are very, I think compared to the Alps, they're very, um, they're easier to fly. They're more predictable. They're more weather-wise, you know, it's just so much more predictable. Um, and yeah, Maxime, I was talking to you earlier. Now, after I did my license, so where I, I did my license, there was a, it was an asphalt runway, 400 meters. And yesterday, was it yesterday? Uh, no, two days ago, I did my first landing since I did my license on a uh, not grass strip. So three years <laughs> later, you well, made your first landing on a... <laughs> <laughs> on an asphalt I runway. I, I I was I was approaching the airfield. It was Casas de los Pinos, it's called. Manir mm, it's in the south, south of Spain and and I saw it on the map and then I said, Oh wow, this is a this is a asphalt strip. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I think career is the wrong word, but um, yeah, I think I yeah, pushed. I, I pushed you a lot. <laughs> yeah, you pushed me a lot. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I yeah. But, but it I, was easy. You have to admit, it was easy. Yeah, it was easy. But I have to say, <laughs> like you know, you know, Max, it's 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 funny. Like the first flight we did with Nico, I uh, first of course the the place where we are. So he didn't say, but it's called Isabena Bungalow Park. So. His wife is uh, is managing the uh, the park. It's a really cool uh, camping bungalow park where uh, they have they have partnership with with BMW Motorrad and you can make so uh, so it's really a uh, motorbike rider friendly and uh, it's a beautiful place at the, at really in 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 the Pyrenees and yeah. uh, it's it's just just a beautiful place and uh, there's a nice field right next to it so I could land there and then park the plane just right next to uh, to a bungalow so that, that was, was pretty awesome. You could awesome. see it from your bungalow, right? I could like really like I had you know like I had my my sleeping room and I had to let the door open because I I had the window I could see the window f and and I could see my plane through the window just ah. parked in front of the bungalow. Amazing. The toilet. Yeah yeah, yeah even on the <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool but um the best part was was obviously to to just like take nico for for a flight uh right next uh, just just there because it, that's a place he loves and uh and you know like you know maxence you you take often people with you flying with you and you just directly check when somebody is uh, natural so you just explain quickly how how it works and then that person understands right away how it works and i really have to say like nico was the the only 
like I, I've had several people being able to to fly the plane relatively good from the beginning. But Nico was yeah. really the, 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 the best one over all the people I took with me. Maxime, so. thank you for the flowers. Yeah, no, really. <laughs> like, how, how much do I need to pay you for and, uh, this? <laughs> 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 just trip that like just accept all the thing I will kick out of your of our project at the office at the moment. <laughs> no, no. Um no, no, but Nico was, uh, it was, it was cr crazy. It was crazy to see how Nico was able to, to adapt so quickly and, and learn how to fly in a plane. So, but uh, in my opinion, I don't know what you think about that, but um, I think that people riding motorbikes for a long time and having a lot mm -hmm. of experience in that, they tend to be quite good at learning to fly airplanes. That's possible. I think so. Is it that or is it, is it like, the, the same part in the brain is missing for all these people. <laughs> <laughs> Too many times disconnected. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's funny um, because, you know, um, in the wind, we, um, apart for the camping in the bungalow, we do, you know, we, we do off-road tours with motorcycles and do trainings and so on. And in the winter time, we're closed because, you know, here... We're too far from the ski resorts, about 45 minutes, and people don't come to the Pyrenees in the winter. And so uh, we have all these motorcycles here. And then actually last season, uh, was it last season? Yeah. You guys all know Aturo, which was on the show, uh, Maxime, with you. Yeah. And so I gave him some of my motorcycles to put at his, uh, to put at his place in Togomocha, which is about... Mm, one and a half hour flights flights from here because he gets all these guys from all over the world um to join him for flying right for bush flying yeah yeah, yeah and, he has the only school uh, bush flying school in europe uh, right and then one time we were sitting together and talked about several things and he said yeah i mean all these most of these guys ride bikes <laughs> ride motorcycles <laughs> They all have this thing missing in the brain, so let's let's <laughs> if you have some bikes, let's put them there and because they're just standing around, you know, they should should make money. And yeah, so we did that and I mean it it didn't it, we didn't or it was nothing to make money, but at least, you know, they're riding a little bit the bikes and kinda of covered the cost. But uh yeah, he did some tours around his area. So he's also a fanatic. Yeah. As as concerned. I know. You you should go there, Maxence, because you really you will love the place. Like, take your bike with you, and then I I need to try to 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 find a solution to put my bike under the plane yeah. and come to you. Yeah. That's my dream. Yeah. One of my dreams uh, with the plane. You, I think I'm sure you you already saw these pictures. Uh, I, I I think it's a Canadian guy with the the motorbike, the KTM under the, the. I think yeah, it's a super Cessna, curb, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's amazing. And I, I, when I start the to, to looking for a plane, I I try to find something uh, possible to do that. And but my plane is, I think, uh, you know, uh, that's you, not really possible with this one. But I exactly, I think I know uh, which picture you're talking about, and I know that guy. Oh yeah, really? That guy, that guy is the one who built the double ender 
prototype uh, kind ah, of yeah, like six, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he's actually, I think he's a Swiss guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he know. lives, uh, but obviously like he lives in, in Kenya and in the US. And um, Crazy. yeah, and uh, and the, the the that picture of the KTM under the super cub, I think it's in Namib it's in Kenya, uh, and uh, yeah, and he's the one who who built the double and uh, so really cool prototype. Cool. Yeah, it's possible because I, I maybe I have a bad memory and because I have another picture in my head in my mind it's uh you, you maybe saw this one too it's the uh, helicopter with the two motorbikes on the side uh, yeah this one is yeah. a canadian one because yeah. you have the mappers in the front of the, the helicopter yeah. but it was so that's funny cool. i mean it's not not quite the same but i was already thinking because so in toromocha right next to the airfield there is a um a, a track a racetrack a go-kart track or for pit bikes, you know, the small oh. motorcycles. Yeah. So I thought, well, if I'm, I feel like dismount the wheels of a pit bike, if it, I can just, you know, stuff it in the Savage <laughs> and then fly there. <laughs> you can put a around. lot of stuff in the back of a Savage, actually. Yeah, but a pit bike, if you look at it, it's quite big. Um, and then, you know, you have the leather, your leather suit, which is like three kangaroos. So... Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, but it was an idea. But then when you see the pit bike, it's it just doesn't fit. Yeah, that's not. If you love motorbikes, you cannot drive a pit bike. That's not the same for me. That's too. That's, <laughs> that's too fun, small. Though. Yeah, it can uh, be yeah. fun. That's true. That can be fun. Yeah, maybe with two fun. or three beers and competition with uh, with friends. <laughs> <It can't be laughs> <cool>. <laughs> that does um, sound nice. Yeah. The last time I saw a guy was landing in uh, Grenoble and uh, was, uh, I think, uh, an English guy uh, with a Cessna uh, 170 and a, ni a nice, nice plane, very nice plane, nice color. And he was going out from the plane and I, I was waiting for this moment and he, he put out uh, something was huge and he was uh, building his motorbike uh, uh, out of the plane. He was, uh, that was, um, I don't know how to, to say that in English, but it was, was dismounted uh, or? Yeah, yeah. The, and he rebuilt that really fast. And after. Ah, like folding, like a fold, folding motorbike. <laughs> yeah. And his wife was coming out. And after, so they put the little helmet, it was very funny to see put the, the, the suits <laughs> and after say, oh, they are, that's really easy for the, this little motorbike. And after they put a little dog on the back of the <laughs> this, this <laughs> little scooter it was so, so crazy. I think I, I took a picture of that it was very funny on the, on the time. You have to send it to me. So I have to blur, I, I have I, to blur their face, but I have to put it on the podcast page. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to check. Yeah, I'm sure I have something uh, with that. That's so funny. This little dog on the on the travel case. <laughs> so yeah, we can we can do something. Space. It's good if you have space, and I guess that's kind of a limitation a little bit. So the ultralight, you know, um, yeah. the space and and weight. I mean, mm. 
yesterday I was uh, I was telling Maxima was in Andalusia with a plane and um at uh, the in the evening they they came a couple from Belgium with a Robinson 66 so the turbine and you know they're coming out of their their I think it's it even has five seats right the That's 66 big. I think five or six yeah, I don't know say again I don't know. Five I, I don't tr- five or six places. Yeah, I don't know. Well, they came out and they had so much stuff. I mean, they had, they they had like the little trolleys that you normally take on the airplane and everything. And, you know, I was kind of jealous, to be honest. <laughs> That's cool because you can come with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's every time the problem for us. Okay, it's it's maybe simple, but when you come with the wife, she needs more. Most of them than us. <laughs> well, you know, you can you can put so much stuff in the Savage, like exactly that year in 2019 when when I I came to to visit you in Isabena, I had I had the uh, my surfboard under the fuselage, I had a kite surfboard as well together in the same board bag with the surfboard, I had two kite wings in the uh, in the baggage compartment with the bar and and, uh, and, and no spare underwear and <laughs> definitely not <laughs> you know like if you're like yeah, but one week one week trip so who needs more underwear than one? <laughs> no but did, did you carry fuel uh, like a I had bottle? yeah yeah I always take fuel I had always like two times 20 liters in a but, in but a where did you put that on this on, on the, the passenger part. seat, yeah. I oh, always yeah. did that. On the, uh, I have an old uh, navy bag. You know, like it's kind of really, uh, um, like rugged tissue, like a soft bag. It's a, it's a, it's a, right. big, it's a big bag, and and two, like two canisters, two times twenty liters. They they just fit perfectly in that bag, so they are really like snug together. Mm-hmm. So I can close the bag and then I put it on the passenger seat and then on top on top of it I put my my camping bag you know with my food That's and, crazy. and oh, on top. cooking stuff yeah on top so at the end like everything together is still much lighter than a passenger because you have you know 40 liters of of fuel so uh it's like 28 kilos <laughs> Yeah, twenty. It's a, like like an infant, <laughs> or kid, or kid, not an infant, a kid. I was uh, about to say a twenty-eight kilo infant. Yeah, that's that's a <laughs> bit heavy. <laughs> uh, I think even my son is not uh, like his three and a half, and maybe still waiting like sixteen kilos. But uh, twenty-eight, tw- yeah, twenty-eight kilo plus maybe like something like ten, ten, fifteen. 10 kilos 15 kilos maybe uh, at the beginning of the trip for my for my picnic uh camping bag you know with food and but still like oil in it and an axe and you need, stuff like that you need to precise maxine to the people who's listening who's listening uh when you travel you're never joke absolutely maxine come every time with a lot of beers uh, from germany <laughs> with oh yeah sometimes the there is a cook. yeah <laughs> there's a box there's a there's a big box of of german beer on the passenger seat like yeah you know. that's the thing would take the most place i think in your plane 
You know, I was actually surprised um, now going through Spain the last couple of days how, I mean, I, you know, you check online, you check on Sky Demon. Uh, I know, Maxime, you use Sky Demon, right? Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I would still use it in the future. So. Yeah. But, but no, it's, it's, it's good. But at the, the, to get an overview where you get which services, and it's really bad. I mean, what kind of service really, you mean? You mean I mean like, uh, is there is there what services as sorry services at the airbase at the ah. air, like, I mean you need to write to read the pilot notes most of the time because yeah. in in Spain they don't have approach charts you know no. for the oh, yeah. OLM field they have nothing they, there's a website that kind of summarizes. Um, these things, but it's not official. It's nothing. There's no approach charts in Spain for ULM sites do not exist. You know, they, they, they just don't exist. And so it's kind of very, you know, you need, I guess it's kind of like in the old days when uh, you didn't have any GPS tracks or GPS at all for mm. your motorcycle. When you're on tour, you had to look at the map. So it's a little bit like that. You you really need to do research, um, and especially because of the fuel. You know, I mean, in I'd say half half of the ULM fields in Sky Demon in Spain are abandoned. There's nothing. They they don't even exist. Wow. I, I almost landed in a in a wine field today. I mean, not almost. I saw it, of course, but there's a there's a. It's in the map. It's everything there, but. It doesn't it exist, doesn't exist anymore. anymore. Wow! And it's, it's about half, I'd say, half of the um, the air aerodromos are like this. So you need to plan very well, in my opinion. Here and it's, I don't know why it's not better done because it would be so easy, right? Um, to to kind of clean up. Yeah, I think I think Skydemon is relying also on on pilots' feedbacks sometime. Uh, oh yeah, but I've I mean, if you have the pilot pilot, you know, in, in Skydemon you have the pilot note, right? Yeah, the yeah. Notes. Yeah. And then you, you you read the pilot notes, and since two thousand seventeen, six seven eight people riding this airfield does not exist anymore. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, what else? What else can you do? You know? And then there's yeah. so a lot of airfields that are just for firefighters. Oh, uh, yeah. The firefighting. Mm -hmm. Ah, yeah. And on Sky Demon itself, unless somebody has written this, that it's just for firefighters, you, you don't know. Ah, really? You, you're not really? able to go there uh, if you are not a fire plane? Well, I mean, you can land, of course, but uh, <laughs> unless you do really, like, you do research and find something on the internet from some website from something or in the pilot notes it's you you don't know you you find out when you land you know? <laughs> and well, you have a good uh, committee uh, <laughs> to receive you <laughs> but are they are they restricted airfield i mean no 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 so but, but would you would you would you get in pro would you get problems if uh, if you land there Uh, it depends if you how many German beer you carry. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't. To be honest, I mean, if you land there and and you need to, I don't know, 
to if be you are a foreign fuel. can be can be okay <laughs> yeah no i mean the thing is it's it's not it's even if you want to do everything correct you know it's still it's difficult because there's just a lack of information mm-hmm. in my opinion um which is kind of cold at the same time right? yeah i mean it's, it's kind of cool. adventurous um so i'm not i'm not complaining at all but it's uh yeah it's a tricky and especially in terms of fuel you know you ne- you mm. really need to to look um that you don't get stuck somewhere you know yeah um yeah you don't want that get stuck in the middle of nowhere because some of these airfields that do exist they're Man, they're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> There's <Yeah>. nothing. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I think that's 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 the topic. Uh, that's the tricky point. Like you can there there are several, but uh, but in Spain, you 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 can find places where there is really nobody at all. Nobody. And then if yeah. you need fuel uh, and you land there and you really need fuel, then you really you have a big problem because you really need to. In order to find somebody, that's a big deal. I never had that problem no. in France, so mm. I mean, I I always got help. Like you know, like when I was when I was flying, uh, I, I mean, I flew a lot in France anyway. But uh, it happened sometimes. I had to to because of weather conditions. I had to uh, to make a, a detour and. And then suddenly, yeah, I had to to land somewhere on a on a microlite airfield, and I always, I always, I was always lucky to find somebody to give me a ride with uh, with his car to the next petrol station, mm. and then fill in That's fill cool. in the uh, the canister I had, because I always like like we just talked about a little bit. Uh, when I was making my 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 trips, I I always had two times twenty liters on my on the passenger seat, most of the time. So uh, f- completely filled. So so I just had to land somewhere and then put those forty liters in the tanks. Um, but I also always had a twenty five twenty seven liters bag fuel bag, uh, so empty obviously. Um, in the uh, in the baggage compartment, so at the end, it's like those those twenty seven liters plus forty liters, so it makes you know, it makes uh sixty seven liters, and and my savage could carry actually sixty eight liters. So um, if yeah, I was like eight hours. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. So that's a lot, and that was really really uh cool. The only problem with yeah, those fuel bags is that um, they were they were those fuel bags from Alaska, and they uh, I had a leak in uh, when I was first in uh, in uh, it's a good point I have to tell everybody about that. So those fuel bags, like I don't know Maxence if you have those green fuel bags. Yeah, I have one, a soft one. Yeah, it's a one from from Alaska or it's a Chinese one. I think it's a Chinese one. Okay. But anyway, I I think it's the same construction anyway. And, uh, you know, those bags, they are like two, they are like two, two, uh, two sides and they are sewed together and glued. Mm. And um, the thing is, 
uh, back then in 2017, so when I made my trip to Scotland with uh, with Hombi, um, we had those ba those bags, and we used to fill those bags completely and then put them on the passenger seat. I didn't have the uh, the navy the navy uh, backpack, you know, where I could put my my uh, plastic canister in it. So we used to do that, and um, and then we were in Scotland. So uh, it was in the evening. We filled, we refueled the planes, and then we parked them uh, behind the hangar because it was a lot of wind. And then we parked the planes, and suddenly I look at Hombi's plane, and there is fuel, like dripping, at the back, at the rear end of the plane, so where his tailwheel was. And I was like, "What? What's that? Like there is a liquid pouring at the end of your plane." And then we looked inside and we noticed that his bag, which was uh, completely full, was on the passenger seat. And then we could see a tiny hole at the bottom of the of the bag. And then the fuel was just dripping in the fuselage and then f just mm. flowing down uh, up to the to his tail wheel. And um, well, that was not cool. So um obviously we we finished our trip and um a few months later I had exactly the same issue at my home airfield so I was doing my pre-flight I had that bag the same kind of bag completely f full on the passenger seat and then I I finished my pre-flight and then suddenly I see some fuel dripping where in the savage, you know, behind the passenger uh, seat, you have a, um, uh, how do you call it? If you want to check the quality of your fuel, if there is water in the fuel. A drain. So, a drain, yeah, thanks. Drain. So, so just where the drain is, like fuel was just dripping down where the drain is. And I was like, what? I, I, I just closed it, so, you know, I checked it and closed it. And then I ha it was exactly the same. So the, my, my fuel bag was just like, yeah, I had a hole, and um, at the end, so I started to write to to those guys in Alaska, and and they told me so, and I also wrote, wrote a post on the uh, Facebook group, so big tires, you know, from uh, from um, uh, Kevin Quinn, Ke and Kevin. yeah. And uh, and like several people told me, so hey, that's not possible. I've been using those bags for more than ten years. I never had any issues. I'm always carrying fuel with me, and no issues at all. And I was like, okay, that's strange. And then uh, after several emails with the guys from Alaska, they just asked me, so hey, uh, what kind of fuel do you put in the bag? And I was like, well, uh, we are flying, you know, like micro lights with Rotax engines, so I, I mostly put like. Uh, unleaded fuel unleaded fuel uh, 98 so or sometimes 95 but with 5% ethanol inside yeah and then we found the problem the problem is that if you put mm. anything else than uh than um uh, afgas in those bags so you have ethanol in 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 the fuel and that ethanol is uh, just biting or dissolving eating, the eating glue, up, yeah. eating the glue mm -mm -mm. of the bag. 
and 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 of obviously like at the bottom of the bag when it's full it's where you get the most pressure so and uh yeah and the the, the ethanol is is eating the glue and and you get a hole and that's yeah that's and you know happened. when you remove when you remove the 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 the, the the benzene from the the bags you have still a little uh, still uh, benzene inside so mm, that can yeah. eat uh, during many months yeah yeah that's why like after that i i always carried that bag as a as a backup and i always used it to 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 i always like i filled it in completely and then in the plane and then i made sure to wait to have it really completely, completely empty, because uh, still, you know, like it's it's when it's empty, it's it, twenty seven liters. That's that's a lot. So and when it's empty, mm. it's completely flat. So it's really easy to carry. So I thought about I buying one. I I think I have a seventy five. <laughs> <laughs> I can lend you mine, Nico. <laughs> I still have the damaged one, by the way, but uh, I don't know if it's no, possible I mean, it's, to repair it. There, there is no good. There is not not many solutions or options. There's actually there's nothing. You have the Chinese version or you have the Alaska version. Well, yeah, but I think it's the same. I think it's the same. Honestly, it's. Uh, I'm not sure they are very right different. But uh, mine is uh, working really, really good. And but it's expensive too. And the Chinese one, it's maybe uh, forty euros less price. But it's almost same, no, Maxim. Mm -hmm. I think it's same. No, it's the same. Uh, I think it's the same. Or did you pay for that? Oh, wow, that pay? was crazy. It was like ninety US dollars for one bag. And uh, I think I paid more. Really? Wow. Yeah, I think you pay yeah. more in Europe. You pay more, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, 90 US dollars. And then we were like maybe five guys back then who wanted to, to buy those bags. So because obviously you have to, to pay the uh, the shipping costs from Alaska and mm. and the custom fees. So that was quite expensive. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we we uh we didn't talk about our crazy experience from the uh, stall competition in Belmont back in 2021. So we have to we have to explain to Nico about that uh, about that trip. That was cool. What part? <laughs> <laughs> only the uh, only the uh, the uh, the normal one. Official. <laughs> the official yeah. one. Um, uh. Yeah, no, that was a cool trip. So, so just just quickly, we uh, um, so I started from from Bavaria, and then I met Marius, who came all the way down from or down uh, east from um, uh, Romania with his carbon cub, and we met in Italy, um, and then we flew. Uh, we had a stop close to uh, Torino. In uh, in Italy, and we made a, we made a flight plan, and uh, we contacted uh, Marseille. That was that was interesting. Marseille info. So we crossed the border, and then uh, like of course, like five minutes after, no wait, we didn't we didn't contact. Uh, like no way we could listen to Marseille because we had Torino, so the Italian guys on the radio, and. Uh, 
So they transferred us to France and we never heard Marseille because over there, like <coughs> west west of Torino, you're in, in high mountains and you like no way uh like we were definitely not high enough to listen to uh or to, to, to hear Marseille control. So uh so we flew to your place, Maxence. In uh, uh, I, I was I remember this. I was going I, I to remember this day <laughs> <laughs> because I I, start, I I was started to be uh, worried about you uh, because uh, it was late. Marius was was late and uh, and the crosswind was really important this day and it's not a normal uh, runaway so yeah it's um, deep yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it was very late. Yeah, 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 we were late. Just after the, uh, I yeah, think it was the, just after sun sunset. Yeah, just after the sunset. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, uh, that's that. <laughs> yeah. We recognized him with the the, the sound. Yeah, <laughs> between the mountains, <laughs> was very cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so because Marius with his carbon cup obviously had a continental 180 horsepower, so so it was quite more noisy than my Rotax, and uh, yeah, but we we land safely and yeah, and was a good landing from uh, for for Marius. Yeah. Was no, a perfect for landing. Uh, I was landing too high on the uh, on the runway. Yeah, but. Was okay. Yeah, was okay. Was okay. <laughs> you arrived safe, so <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's good. That's good. But yeah, uh, we yeah, and we had we had a good dinner, and then the day after that, you so you showed us a little bit uh, your place. So so yeah. what was the name of that small mountain strip we were landing on? Uh, uh. The first one, I think it's uh, that was uh, Saint Gendarme, I think. No? Yeah, 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 Saint Gendarme. Yeah. yeah, and we visit uh, the. Uh, we flew over the a glacier as well. Okay. Yeah, uh, above the the Saint Sorlin. Mm -hmm. We crossed the. I I have not this uh, this word in English. Maybe you have this one, but I'm not sure that exists in English. It's uh, le col. On a passé le col du Saint-Sorlin. A mountain pass. Yeah. Mountain pass. Okay, that's cool. Good to know. So we passed uh, <laughs> this place. <laughs> And that was a really nice day to fly. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember it was uh, really sunny. And, and Marius took uh, really beautiful pictures uh, this day with yeah. his carbon cub. And, and we landed after again in Alpeduez or? Yeah, directly yeah. in Alpeduez. Alpeduez. To take and a lunch. Yeah, and then refuel, and then we uh, we started our trip to to Belmont because But some friends jo join us uh, before to 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 take off. No, uh, Thibaut sure. with the Jobin. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thibaut joined us. Yeah, yeah. So, th yeah, Thibaut Thibaut has a beautiful nineteen. We don't know what. Yeah, we don't know Jobin. what. <laughs> Jobin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but still, it's it's a, it's a tail dragger. It's an airplane, so it's not a microlite, and it's a 1953. It's a, it's a it's a really classic one, very nice one. Yeah. 
It's very old. And uh beautiful plain. Yeah, and then we uh we headed uh west because our target well it we, we succeeded, but our target was to, to meet with uh several other friends on uh Look, on called, we 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 start to the to go to the Col du Béal, yeah. But yeah. we changed uh, the destination. Yeah. yeah. We divert to uh uh La Jartière. Yeah, La Jartière. <laughs> <laughs> okay, only French people we understand that one. But anyway, and uh, yeah, and we had a good evening. And I think we were eight or nine planes on that mountain strip. Yeah, well, mountain. Yeah. I mean, with you, I should not be able to uh, allowed to say mountain, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, in uh, where the uh, French volcanoes are. So Nico, you should you should check those those mountain strips. They are uh, you know close to Clermont-Ferrand, where the mm -hmm. uh, the old in in uh, ext inkst ex no how do you say like those volcanoes, extinction extinct volcanoes extinct extinct volcanoes. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They are really beautiful. Uh, so so strips over there. Okay. And, uh, and we had a great, we had a great night. Eight planes on the same spot. That was pretty cool. And then on the yeah. day after that, we uh, we flew, yeah, low, low and slow um, through the least inhabited place in France. So it was really, really nice. Beautiful yeah. place. That's true. Yeah, it was really, really beautiful. So from really in the center of France, and then heading south west because uh so belmont saint afrique is the place where the uh french national open for for stall uh was taking place and uh they have been organizing some some stall competition uh since 2019 or 20. was it the third or the second competition they they made there the second one I second one yeah yeah second yeah. one so it was the second, so 2021. Yeah, the first one is in 2020. And uh, and yeah, it's it's uh, Roland Andral is uh, is the guy uh, organizing that in Belmont. And it's the it was the first stall competition in France at all. Nobody organized something like that uh, until until Roland did in 2020. And uh, now, uh, so we had obviously a lot of fun. Uh, because we were several people. Unfortunately, Marius had to leave um, just after we arrived. So and crazy, like he flew on the day uh, the day after we arrived. So on Saturday morning, he left like at six o'clock or s five o'clock in the morning, something like that. Yeah. So he woke up everybody with his <laughs> carbon cup. <laughs> <laughs> I I think he was uh, uh, ta ta taking up. Just uh, uh, after uh, our the time we were in the in the bed, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I saw. Yeah, <laughs> just after we went in bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was really funny. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. We and he was not. He was really noisy this morning. <laughs> yeah, he was noisy. Yeah, yeah. But just imagine yeah. how crazy! Like he flew with a carbon cub, two people from. Belmont, which is like s west of Montpellier, so it's quite like far in the west. So all yeah. the way to Romania in one day. 
That was crazy. Wow. Like the I winner was was crazy. not good the day the day after, so he, no. I think he he had no choice at this moment to yeah. to fly uh, without. Uh, he, uh, he he was doing a break, no one uh, one land to to refuel one time or no several several times he had to refuel several times. Just yeah. just imagine. I think he flew like fifteen or sixteen hours. No, fi no maybe wow. not that much. Not oh, that man. much. Wait, wait, six. I don't remember. Seven, eight. Uh, I think 14, hours? 14 hours, I think, in one day. Like, he flew, uh, like, he started in Belmont at sunrise, and uh, he he was, like, he arrived in Romania, in Cloj-Napuka, like, at the end of the day. Crazy. Yeah. And Just crazy. The passenger was flying too, and they were yeah. sleeping uh, time uh, after time. Uh, one one guy and after the the other one so yeah yeah they were reorganized uh, for sixteen hours yeah yeah and uh, just like we should we should talk about the uh, the stall competition because um, so uh, back in twenty twenty one that was the uh, uh, the French na championship so national and it was the only competition in France uh, back then and yeah. last year last year as well. It was really uh, well. Year, no, was two. Ah, uh, two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because um, I don't remember his name, but uh, he, he was doing one in uh, Bordeaux. Ah, one in Bordeaux, yeah. Uh, help me was the Girocopter pilot. Ah, uh, wait, wait, wait. Not Eric Gras. No, no. Oh. Eric is the he's the one who won. Oh, he, he, and it's the winner in uh, with the, the Girocopter too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, team, yeah. when is it this year? When is it taking place this year? This year is on the 1st and 2nd of July. Okay. We need and to book this date. Yeah, we need to go there. So I will be there, well, definitely. It's so not that far. You have to join. And for, for you, Nico, it's not yeah. that far. And for That's me, it's just one, it's one and a half hours, maybe. maybe ah, yeah, two. already. But same than me. Two hours, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I need to get over the mountains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to climb. Yeah. Climb but after it's just descending. <laughs> Maxence is lucky because he only has to descend. Like he's starting in, in l'Alpe d'Huez and then he's yeah, only true. like descending to Belmont. <laughs> yeah, it's 6,500 feet. So that's cool. And uh, yeah, the, the coming back to the to the stall competition. Um, <clears throat> so those guys, like it was in in so Roland organized the the very first stall competition in France yeah. in 2020, and uh, so we went there in 2021. So two competitions in uh, last year in 2022, and this year there are now eight competitions, I think in France, uh, really everywhere. And they really organized a French championship. So you have regional competitions and then the, uh, the, uh, the uh, final, so how do you call it? So for the championship is in Belmont, but it's possible for people from abroad to participate as well. 
So um, for you guys interested to participate, you can contact me as well. So I can help uh, international European friends with the uh, with the organization. Um, so what I can say is that I already translated the uh, the rules of the uh, so the book the book of rules for the competition in English. So uh, we are just in the final step of uh, reviewing the uh, the rules, but we'll be able to publish those those rules in English uh, in a few days or weeks, something like that. And how so many how many people participate, Maxim, or how many are there? How big is the event? Uh, it's quite big. They have a lot of they have a lot of s space. So uh, so okay. uh, how many were we, Maxence, last time? I don't remember. Uh, 35 or 40 uh, yeah yeah something like plans. that but depend of the the competition because if it's uh, uh, Belmont it's okay I think uh, that can be huge but uh, in Corsica for example uh, Christian told me uh, is limi limited with the the, uh, the people in uh, so you cannot come at uh, 30 or 50 uh, planes that's not mm. possible so depend Belmont, I think they can, we can come uh, uh, with a lot of planes, but not in Corsica. Chambly, I don't know, was abroad uh, uh, two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Yeah, the first one. But uh, yeah. So yeah, I there think, are uh, there, there are a lot. There are there are eight competitions, and uh, so they, they are just starting the the season right now because the yeah. first competition was supposed to be. This weekend, right? Or last weekend? Chamblay, I think, was last weekend. Last weekend. They were bought so. that uh, three weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. But they had, and, they uh, had to postpone because of weather problems. Yeah, yeah. That's possible, I think. And not many, uh, not many people was uh, uh, on, the, on the list, so... I think there were 15 people. Yeah, yeah. possible. Yeah, it's good. Possible. It's good. Uh, like yeah, for a regional more. competition, fifteen is okay. And and it it's good because this this year eight. Uh, so on eight you have six new places. So that's very uh, that's very good. Yeah. And uh, next week it's uh, no, it's just uh, after Frederic Schaffen. It's during the weekend of uh, Frederic Schaffen. It's the same weekend. Ah, uh, in Corsica. Uh, in Corsica. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to go in Frederic Frederic. Shuffled. <laughs> uh, we need to go um, Wednesday or oh, Thursday. I, to, uh, I was thinking what you were saying. Friedrich Hafen, okay. Yeah. Why didn't you say that? So, sorry for my pronunciation. Ask the Germans. My English. <laughs> That's uh, Friedrich. So you um, you both going to the Aero? We will try, yeah. That would be cool. And, yeah. But and I'll Unico, yeah. yeah, I'll just make it on Saturday, though. Okay. Yeah. I'm there. I will be there on both days on on uh, both days uh, on Friday and Saturday. Okay. Yeah, maybe Friday, but yeah, probably most likely on Saturday. Yeah. So I have to say, I will bring some these tall collective T-shirts. The one I made right. actually just before my crash. Wait, we didn't talk about that. We don't really need to talk about that, but I don't care. Uh, so before 
before my crash, I made like really cool T-shirts, and uh, so black and white. I've I've uh, uh, I, s I have all of them. <laughs> and can we uh, get a, can we get a sneak preview? The sneak preview. Oh, yeah. I will I will post that on Instagram or uh, again. Uh, okay. So it will be yeah. That really. I already. I already sorry book I one. Uh, sorry, <laughs> one yeah. XL for me. One XL, one XL <laughs> for Maxence, and uh, I made. I hope I ordered some patch, as well. Cool. So okay. so cool. rubber rubber patch like like they use in the to 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 have in the Air Force. So and they are nice ones. So I hope I will get them before before the Aero. So and um, so I will be at the Islin booth. Uh, two days. Okay. So mostly uh, to help people uh, having questions about the uh, the news in Norden. So um, yeah, so anybody can can come and 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 talk. Will about you take that. some orders for new parts? I don't know. <laughs> I'm only supporting and 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 telling how the plane is is is. Because I'm having trouble to getting getting some parts, but that's another. <laughs> some story. parts. That's another story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't talk with me. Talk with them. <laughs> okay. I'm only talking about the about the new plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need parts for the old plane. Oh, what do you need? What's the issue? Uh no, not just some small things here and there, you know. But mm -hmm. I mean, it it starts even with the color. Nobody can tell me what color my plane has. You know, ah. to get the exact red. So I'm hoping that at least that Slin has the that they have these this data, right? Uh, I think I yes, think. if they have the serial number, and then maybe. And I've been trying to get these parts for quite a while now. Oh. So, um, no, it's nothing. It's more like makeup, you know. It's mm -hmm. annoying me. So nothing severe that I cannot fly, but to get them and uh, it's yeah. Not so easy. But now I have a contact. Now you have a contact. Yeah, yeah well, anyway. Yeah, we, we but uh, you should yeah, we, we we should try to get that information and um uh and uh, anyway, we are talking about the Aero so are we finished with stall competition? I think it's really nice. Uh just a, a quick word again about the stall competitions. So there are many now in France. And uh, I can say that the the French people from the French uh, Microlite Federation they really want to push um, uh, the stall competitions abroad. So they really would like to see stall competitions in Europe, and uh, and that would be cool. So so I know some some of my friends. So Lars from Denmark who was on the podcast would love to organize a stall competition there. So apparently he wants to do that next year, he told me. So that would be nice to be all together. So so flying to Denmark and then because he would like to do that on a beach maybe. So that would be really funny. And that's good because uh, for pilot like us can be a goal, you know, to, to go some, okay, we book these days and this day it's competition and we need to fly to... Uh, Denmark. I don't know. That's Denmark. Cool. That, that can be something to go there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, like it's, that's cool. Especially for you, Maxence, yeah. because it's very flat. It's very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I'm not sure I can handle that. So I, <laughs> I need flat. friends on my side. <laughs> you, need a steep, you, you need a steep slope to land on it. As soon as the runway is flat, then it's a problem for you. <laughs> <laughs> But on the beach can be really cool. Can be really fun. Yeah, I can, I can, I can uh, confirm. And it's, I'm sure it's it's uh, it's complicated every time to organize something. But um, Roland have uh, a good a good style to do the, this kind of competition, and I, I'm sure it's uh, it's it's simply it's like a homemade. It's it's homemade and 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 really easy. You know, it's not uh, too much. Uh, Uh, you, you know what I mean, Maxim? Yeah. It's. Um, I think it's uh, everyone can organize that if uh, get uh, a strip of a runaway to to organize, and it's it's like a, a friend a friend's party and friends gathering. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. yeah, and and it's not it's a competition, of course, but uh, uh, we don't. Mm, play our life uh, like we said in French uh, but um, it's it's easy it's easy uh, I'm sure and and this year it's the first time with uh, eight uh, eight new places so we will see but uh, I'm sure that will be really nice and they organize uh, uh, the competition it's one day to fly and you have the, the training uh, after it's the, the competition on the afternoon and uh, the day after only the morning it's the final Oh, yeah, yeah, um, it's good you're talking about that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I come back. Yeah, no, it's cool. Uh, it's cool because we yeah. So mostly like I they are they are asking people to arrive on Friday. Yeah, because yeah, we arrive the day before. Yeah, uh, to be sure to to be there because with the weather when you cross a lot of. Uh, <laughs> we come from for many people uh, from really far, far so, yeah. yeah, far away so. So for the winter, we come back. We come at this place uh, one day before a lot of time. And the morning, it's uh, and the day when we arrive, it's free training. So if you want to 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 try to land in the um, I don't know the runaway, but the the name it's like uh, like a ship. Uh, Aircraft the carrier, they call it. Yeah, le porte avion. So uh, <laughs> le porte avion. <laughs> that's uh, that's very cool and. Uh, And it's it's fun because the, the this uh, this night you come and after you have some games you leave uh, uh, something uh, from your plane to put on the on target on the ground so you fly you fly with a passenger and and he drops something a shoes for example or something like that cool you have a little competition in the that competition. was last year that was last year right but because we didn't yeah. do that uh, two years ago. That's true. That's true. Was uh, was last year. I, I finished second with my brother. <laughs> <laughs> was funny, really funny. Cool. And uh, and after you have the training in the morning, but uh, with the old people, they uh, they make the measure measurement uh, for, for for the the landing and the, the takeoff, of course. And uh, after the the afternoon, you have uh, I don't remember, Maxine. It's what two two times two runs. Yeah, two, ru two runs, yeah. two runs. Yeah. In one run, you have two times, and you have. Uh, yeah, yeah. There are two, two runs, and you have two tries per per run. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and that's uh, that's a really nice concept. Uh, mm. So 
that's uh, that's and very cool. Everybody, uh, the everybody's flying. So the uh, that it's not like a uh, traditional. Yeah, no disqualified. No yeah. disqualified. No Nobody is disqualified. Um, everybody's flying. That means that even if uh, at the end of the of the uh, first day, so uh, at the end of s Saturday evening. Uh, even if, uh, like, you know who who is first or, like, in which pool, uh, um, who will fly in which pool um, on Sunday, like, on Sunday, everybody is flying again because they want to... It the, the target, it's a display as well for people coming to, to watch the competition. So, um, everybody is flying. There is not a final where only two, three, four guys are flying. No, it's not like that. Like everybody's flying again. And um, and of course, so the, the, the final rounds, there's only a group of, I think, six people or something like that competing for the for the final. But uh, but everybody's flying again. So, so you learn a lot. It's extremely friendly. It's very well organized. Yeah. So we really have to say like th those people, and they are all... How do you say, like, uh, benevol? Um, um, ah, that's a good question. I talk about that. Nico, how do you say ehrenamtlich? Uh, um, uh, how do you say that? Um, volunteers. 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 Yes. They are all volunteers. Um, and they work really a lot to organize that competition. And it's, it's really well organized. Uh, everybody's done to be perfectly safe. And uh, and I would really recommend to anybody to 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 participate. Of course, it's good to have to train before you you should do that anyway. Um, but but it's 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 really a, a great competition. So uh, yeah, sounds fantastic. It is. You have to you have to join, and Nico. You you can say something too. It's not uh, only for the tail uh, tail wheel uh, planes it's for every every planes because uh, there are some really crazy planes i don't remember the the name of this uh yeah. this fast plane uh but but they, they are not participate yeah yeah every people are able to particip participate in. so that's that's cool that's cool whatever so the, the plane I'm, in November, I was at a stall competition, but really, it was in Torre in Torre Mocha in That's Spain. Cool. But I, we were traveling with family in the auto caravan, so uh, we don't. <laughs> we didn't. I didn't have my plane, but yeah, it was still fun to see. Cool. I have to. It's, uh, uh, it's a completely. Uh, no, it's not a completely different topic because um, I have to talk about a little bit about safety gear. Uh, just one one specific gear because in the rules of the competition it's written that uh, uh, so so you you obviously have to wear a safety harness for the competition it's it's mandatory, but we recommend people to wear uh, to wear flight helmets for the competition and um, and I mean uh, you know like uh, I, my flight helmet saved my life during the crash so of course it was very special because. I was very fast and uh but anyway um uh 
Maxence has one as well, so now I have to make Nico uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Because he doesn't have one yet, no, right? No, At the yeah. beginning of the conversation was the a commercial spot for Savage, and now it's commercial spot for Helmet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> looks like it. And I'm in the good team this time. Yeah, he's in the good team, yeah. Anyway, we don't talk about brand because Marius, he, f uh, he was supposed to join actually and uh, he's also flying with a flight helmet from another brand. But yeah, I, I, uh, there are several I helmets on the market and I recommend uh, anybody flying, especially tandem aircraft like a Savage. To f whatever, Maxime, to whatever. Get I think and whatever the brand you know. Wearing a helmet, I think, can save your life, and you can. You are the, the living proof of that. Uh, but wearing a helmet can can really, really, good, really be good, even if you not crash, because you yeah. can have some turbulences. And for the tall people like me, uh, uh, we are really close than the 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 the, the pool uh, everywhere. In the, Like a cage, we are in the in the metal cage for for in, in lot of planes. So, yeah. so that's you can hurt every time at any time the 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 pull on on the top. So even if you are fastened the seat belt correctly, but we never know. Yeah, and Nico, it's not because you are a dwarf that you should not wear a helmet. No, I mean I've honestly <laughs> have never no. thought about it yet. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really see it, the point on, on the stall competition. I really see the point there. Um, and maybe do it, you know, when you go on some strips, some wild, some wild strips, short strips in mm -hmm. the mountains. Um, no, I, I see that point. I even see it when normally flying, I guess then you just kind of have to, Yeah, I can imagine, especially when it's warm, you know? Yeah. Kind of annoying. Yeah. After yeah. it's an habitude. After it's an habitude. Yeah. Um, I think but it's Nico, like... You, yeah. You, yeah. You, you can be the first one to wear a, a motorbike helmet if you want. That, <laughs> that can be fun. Full face helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you take a hero. They, they are very nice. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah. yeah that's good that, that could be funny that would be no, funny no maybe I need to put some some thought into that yeah yeah anyway it starts uh, it starts to be quite late for us because it's uh, 11 and uh, I think Nico you'd be glad you'd be glad to to go now yeah I've had, I have a long day yeah I've had a long day I know no worries <laughs> <laughs> Maxence, Maxence uh, is not allowed to leave right now because uh, obviously uh, as a French guy he joined very late Nico was very like perfect on time I said 8.30 and he was there he was uh, even at 8 uh, like 10 past 29. 8 he was texting me and I was like uh, I'm almost there <laughs> I wasn't ready obviously but <laughs> <laughs> I got some troubles with the, the children <laughs> and maybe some troubles to connect you with the, I didn't have the, the app on my iPad so I, 
I needed to to take my computer, so I'm sorry for the for the late. Ah, come on, no worries. <laughs> for the delay. Yeah, it uh, was very a nice moment. So thanks, uh, thanks a lot, Maxime. Yeah, that's uh, really Thank nice. You guys. Sorry for my English. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> First, uh, yeah, this tour collective season two episode one. So that's cool. That's cool. Big tires, cool. big tires pro chat. Thank you for having us, Maxime. Yeah, thank you, Nico. And thank we'll, you, Nico. Thank we'll keep, you, Maxime. We'll keep in touch regarding Belmont. Yeah. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, yeah, Belmont. Perfect. Yeah, okay. and we will meet uh, in Belmont too, Nico. So uh, pleasure to Sounds see you good. there. And, and I bring some IPA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bring it. Bring a box of IPA. Yeah. Very cool. Or some pass. <laughs> That's cool. I will bring All some right. JNP for, for you. Oh yeah. It's, That's a good but but good I think in the Pyrenees you have the same, so maybe a different way to do, but uh, uh we'll find we'll find I'm it. sure. I th I thought they were putting some goat goat you know, goat poo on the uh in the no. Where do they put I it? Yeah, you know the goats. Like the you put the, 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 the small the small uh Oh, I don't want they, that. What <laughs> <laughs> you keep you keep that in too long. <laughs> yeah. So we should we should stop. It's uh it's it has nothing <laughs> nothing to do with aviation anymore and it's it's way too it's way too late. <laughs> Alright guys. I okay. already like Nico. <laughs> I was sure. <laughs> hey, so thank you Nico. So cheers, cheers, thank you guys. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye. That's a wrap. First big tire bro chat for the books. Thanks to those legends. Now um I don't know if you noticed, but I slightly changed that small ambience sound at the end of the intro. So I'd be interested to know if you recognize it. Uh, it's a very important sound for me and you can find it on the uh, logo I made for the t-shirts. And actually I made some uh, patch as well. So I hope they will arrive soon, to be honest, tomorrow. And um, that logo is actually on my new flight helmet, which I received a few days ago and my very good friend Vicky, um, artist friend Vicky, who made the, uh, the paint job of my first helmet, which saved my life, um, made a new one on my new helmet, which is an MSA LH 250. And uh, yeah, I just yeah, I can't describe it. It's just really awesome. No. So I will post some pictures of it on, on Instagram, definitely. And now uh, going back to uh, books and uh, song. So um, in the intro, I told you that I discovered a really, really cool podcast called 10% True from Steve Davis. So you should definitely check it out. And uh, my book recommendation is, let's say, not a uh, bush flying backcountry book, but it is a stole book it is the uh, it is hostile skies the battle for the falklands from david mog morgan 
and obviously he flew high ears. So yeah, it's 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 a stall, definitely. And if you want, uh, why 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 am I recommending that book? It's uh, it's because uh, Steve Davies made a made a podcast with uh, Dave Morgan. Um, it was the uh, episode number eleven. So you shall you can uh, watch it on on YouTube and you can listen to it on Apple Podcast and probably other platforms. And now the song I really love. I always loved for for many many years since it was uh, released uh, on the album and. Um, uh, a few weeks ago, I think, so one video popped out on, on YouTube, and uh, that song is My Hero uh, from Foo Fighters, where uh, Shane Hawkins, so the uh, the son of Tyler Hawkins, uh, the uh, uh, former um, Foo Fighters drummer, uh, played uh, played or performed that song, and I just like I always loved that song. And uh, and seeing that that young guy um, playing it for his father is just like yeah, it's it's, it's awesome, and um, yeah, everybody should watch it. And it's it's a great song. I wish you a great start of the season, and yeah, stay tuned for the next one. Bye. I start. I start record right now. And uh, okay, I need to go. <laughs>